Diceman Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That, Three Weirdos on a Mic. That's right. Welcome into another episode of Let's Get to the Bottom of That. I'm your host, Byron Dice. And unfortunately, we only have one weirdo in studio, which is myself. Yes, thank you. Everybody applaud. The other weirdos, um, we've had some complications on this uh, this recording schedule. Um, <clears throat> I don't want to go into it, but... Let's just say there seems to be some under-the-weather type of situations going on, if you know what I mean. So, Joey and Jason are not in studio this week, and uh, it is just me. Um, I'm not going to do a whole show by myself. What I am going to do is I'm going to go into the archives, and I'm going to republish a show that has been lost in the archives. Our audience is bigger now. This this episode was episode 13 way back last year when we first started. It was our 13th episode, and I think it's got lost in the archives. I think it's relevant for today, so I'm going to replay it since our audience is larger, and so maybe they didn't get exposed to this episode, and maybe it's one that you should get exposed to. Um, it's going to be social media is it worth it now i'm renaming this because when we originally recorded this it was called big tech are they being used as weapons of the government that was uh that i'm renaming this episode because i think the social media aspect has a little more flavor a little more i don't know it's more relevant uh than just a big tech giant uh, so what we're talking about in the big tech episode, we're talking about Google, Facebook, Twitter, Amazon, Apple, all the big tech companies that um, actually are controlling uh, over 80, probably 90% of the uh, information that you receive on a day-to-day -day basis. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to republish this episode, so I hope you'll enjoy it. Um, it is close to Christmas. Today is the 21st, so... If, uh, if you're hearing this uh, before or near Christmas, I wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, in case you didn't listen to this episode until the new year. Um, but we, um, this is just me telling you that, uh, <laughs> that hey, have a Happy New Year because it's not going to be released on the episode. I'm not going to say Happy New Year because it was nowhere near Christmas or the new year. I digress and I'll shut up now. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, it's republished, repurposed, and rebranded. So share it with everybody that you can. This is social media, and is it worth it? I had a dad joke earlier. We what were watching uh, Prince of Egypt, and uh, one of my sons asked, hey, what's that river? And I said, it's the Nile. And some say that it's going to dry up, but they're in denial. <laughs> That's good. Good. The studio audience loved that one. I love that one. Dude. Yeah. Welcome back, guys. Uh, it is get to the bottom of that. Today's kind of crazy because it, we're not. Today's topic is kind of big tech. Which guess what? We're on big tech. Mm -hmm. You're listening to this on some type of device. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Most people over fifty percent listen to this on an iPhone, and most over fifty percent listen on the Spotify app. Mm -hmm. So you're involved in big tech, whether you like it or not. Right. So. I mean, we could have, you know, made, got a studio audience, put people up on the balcony, and just did this live for just a couple of people. But we decided the whole world need to hear this yeah, yep. and need to hear our views on big tech. Yeah, Has somebody done it before? Probably. Has somebody did it better than us? Probably. I doubt it, dude. Probably not. I like <laughs> Mike's enthusiasm. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, dude, I'm the best. Nobody's done this before. I like that and energy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're blazing new trails on this show. Okay. I wanted to give a quick shout-out. Uh, from our Facebook page, you can go to our face. If you want to join our Facebook page, you'll you know, you guys know how the internet works. There's a little button. It's called like. You just click like. Kayla Jania, is that how you said her name? John Jania, 
J A N E A. Janae. Janae. Thank you. Yeah, it was Janae. Kayla Janae uh, left us a comment. I wanted to thank her for that. She said, and this is the Federal Reserve episode that we did. She commented and said, This is probably one of the most eye opening podcast episodes I've listened to. I love all of your content. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Thanks, Kayla. Yeah, thank you very much, that. Kayla. So that, that was just a, a random listener that uh, just popped up on the on the comment section. It's not like, you know, most of your circles are, are going to be your friends and family and people that you know that you share yeah. with. Uh, but this is somebody that I have no idea who it is. So we're reaching people that we don't even know. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Stay tuned, Kayla. We hope you'll listen to our other episodes too. Yeah. yeah. Today is big tech. Um, oh, and the question of the day, and by the way, um, my, my brain is scattered today, so forgive me, because I know I just mentioned the Instagram. I said that is probably the best place to go. Follow us there, and then the link in the, in the bio of Instagram, you can follow all of our social media pages, plus our website, uh, plus where to listen to us, whatever. So we leave the choice up to you. We don't tell you where to go, but we've left it easy and convenient to find out what the favorite is. So whatever that is for you, you can go to Instagram and, and follow us. Um, but the question of the day, the Spotify app, mobile only, we will put polls out and questions for each episode. And you can only interact with these if you're listening on the mobile app for Spotify. Now, the question of the day today is, have you ever personally experienced censorship from any social media platform that you use? That's the question of the day for our audience. Mm. I'll tell you one, I don't know, because I don't think I have a, a big enough reach or influence where I post stuff that really matters. No, you have. You have. We've gotten what? a few we strikes have. on. Uh, oh, strikes? no, well, I was yeah. talking about personal. Oh, no, but you're right. This, this show, yes, we have been censored on YouTube uh, when we came out with the um, January 6th. They striked my video. They deleted it. And I was slapped on the wrist for seven days. I couldn't upload, do anything on YouTube. So that that is. So I would say personally our show has. But personally, me personally, I don't think I would have noticed if I've been throttled or put down uh, for something that I put out there. Yeah, because you're not like a large public figure, but... If you were saying the stuff you're saying and you did have like a considerable audience, you'd be now is there a difference <clears throat> is there a difference in um getting censored than you know like I have friends and I've said I've had it myself where you will get you'll say something on Facebook and they'll go and they'll they'll take it down and they'll give and they'll kick you out of your account for a while yeah I, I, that's definitely a form of censorship. So, so that is yes. not just, hey, I'm doing this behind the scenes, throttling you. Nobody can see your stuff. Yeah, that's like shadow banning. It's act, yeah, like yeah. I, nobody's going to, your reach is done, but they actually go, ah, no, you can't say that. Put that down. Yeah, that's yeah. a form of censorship. So that's yeah, okay. Sure. So yeah. I have had that, and I'll actually go out and try to do stuff to see if I can get censored. Really? Yeah, I'll actually put stuff out there. Like one year, I got censored because I put the British flag and the text on it was, Happy Independence Day, Brits. <laughs> oh, okay. And they struck that down wow. and, and slapped me, and I, w- I wasn't able to pose for a couple of days. Wow. This was on the 4th of July? Or? Yes. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. They didn't like that. Yeah. They said it was hateful. Hate speech. Yeah. Wow. It's not speech that you hate. They just don't like it, huh? Yeah. That's what it is. It has no legal definition, so they can <laughs> define it as they want. That's right. I like you. Do you guys listen to Tom McDonald? No. Yeah, he's I've a heard rapper. Of, I've heard a few of his songs. Yeah, yeah, he's he, the one of those he's mentioned is, you know, because he's controversial about all these topics, even hate speech. It's uh, it's not hate speech. Hate speech is not speech that you hate. Right. Just because you hate it, don't mean I can't say it. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, like yesterday, Kanye said he loved Hitler. Mm-hmm. He's he has every right to uh, say that. Wait. I don't like that. Wait, he said that. Yes, he said I love Hitler. There's a lot of good redeeming qualities about Hitler. He said that on the Alex Jones interview. Yeah, yeah. and he oh. said he, he he likes Nazis. He has the freedom to say that. I didn't know he went that far. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he did. Oh wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and he's using the premise of Jesus said we should love our enemies, which I was like, oh, okay, he's got me there. But what do you go for? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a stretch. Isn't that weird though, dude? That's a stretch. <clears throat> I, mean, I didn't and, know he said that. Well, yeah, he was making Alex uncomfortable. Alex was trying to walk him back, trying to go. Well, I understand what you're. I understand what you're saying. Huh? I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think uh, 
Hitler was a good guy at all. There's a lot of stuff he did. That's uh, a perfect I don't think so. But, um, but are you saying that you actually, you don't, because you like his uniform, right? You <laughs> yeah. like his uniform. I, I get that. And, and, that, and then um, Kanye was like, no, there's a lot of redeeming qualities. Nobody ever talks about. That's crazy. Uh-huh. I mean, that takes a lot for Alex Jones to like cringe and yeah. feel uncomfortable. When you make in, uh, Alex Jones feel uncomfortable, you know you're doing something, something. right. <laughs> so I don't know if he's actually... Uh, you know, saying that for I'm trying to be yeah. saucy wow. or if he really believes it because he, he, he invoked, you know, name of Jesus. He had a Bible right there. Uh, but we know Hitler did some atrocities, right? It was just millions of people. And it was, it was, it, wow. he was a bad dude. Mm-hmm. Did Jesus love him? I, I think <laughs> I don't I mean, I'm not going to speak for Jesus Christ, but I will say listen, that some were destined Listen, in the Bible, be... it it says, love your enemies, but guess what? They're still enemies. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the enemies yeah. are still there. Yeah, Hitler was one of those. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Look, I can love my enemy, but I can put you down as well. Yeah. Oh, I like that. True. I can put you down as well. I can love you while you're going down, Yeah. but you're my enemy, yeah. and at the end of the day, I'm going to do what's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to love that I'm putting you down. That's what I'm going to love. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So we're getting off to a good start, oh, yeah, guys. I'll go. tell you what. Um, let me go ahead. I'm going to just jump in, Mike. We all have uh, big stuff to say about big tech. Um, let's just talk about this. Prior to the 2020 election, tech companies, including Twitter, Facebook, Reddit. Here's a good one. Discord. Oh, yeah. Wikipedia, Microsoft, LinkedIn, and Verizon. Okay, I just learned this. They met on a monthly basis with the the FBI wow. and the CISA. I looked that up and I can't remember what the CISA is. Look that. Up. Yeah, let me pull that it's up. Something really about quick. Jamie, pull it up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep saying. So they met monthly with the FBI, the CISA, and other government representatives. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security mm, Agency. That makes sense. That does make sense. They met monthly with them. According to, this is where it was according to, the NBC News, the meetings were part of an initiative still ongoing between private sector and government to discuss how firms would handle misinformation during the election. Right. Hmm. So you have actual meetings between the government and these big, huge companies to talk about how y'all going to handle this stuff. About how they're not going to respect the First Amendment, basically. Yeah. Right. Uh, after we transformed from an agricultural-based society, which we all used to be, it was all agriculture in this country, and we kind of went and morphed into an tr- uh, industrial age, mm-hmm. which meant, you know, big big plants, big uh, manufacturing companies. Um, the government got involved to, to figure out who was going to be the winners and losers in America. Like, what company were we, are, are we going to prop up and, and be – you know, the big players. There was a quite a large amount of players on that stage. <clears throat> now, since we have the industrial age, we transformed into the information age. This is flipped, where there's just a few businesses that control 90% of your life, okay? Mm-hmm. And the enforcing arm is the government. Wow. Yep. Because it's a huge part of everyone's life. Like, we're all old enough to remember pre-internet, you know? The good old oh, days. Oh, definitely, yeah. And <clears throat> when you compare those days... And how we're living today, it's astonishing how much of your life is actually on the internet these days. Yeah. Oh, pretty, yeah. I mean, think about the info that you can get. And the government is doing the bidding for big tech companies, no doubt. Mm-hmm. So big tech companies currently wield more power than any government on earth, and the U.S. government is in their pocket. Now, that's scary. Wow. All right, here, I'll give you some context if you don't believe me. February 2022, here is a text message that was intercepted, and this is from uh, Microsoft executive Matt Masterson. And guess what? This is weird when I find out people who are in um, powerful positions at companies like this guy, he's an executive at Microsoft. Guess what he formerly was? He was a DHS official. Mm. Don't you find that funny? I've seen Mm. that all over the place. You'll see... Uh, people that work in these companies, they used yeah. to be over here in these big government. Um, yeah, there's always a huge conflict of interest. Yes. Like someone that works at the FDA is, you know, formerly yeah. working at Pfizer or something. Right. Yeah, all, yeah now all you're that. working at Amazon. Yeah. Um, 
So he was a DHS official. Okay, so Matt Masterson sent a text to Jen Easterly, which is a DHS director. So you got this Microsoft executive texting a DHS director. Here's the quote. Platforms have got to get comfortable with government. It's really interesting how hesitant they remain. Okay. What? <laughs> we, y'all have got to get comfortable with the government, meaning we you're in our pocket. Right. Y'all need to stop being so hesitant about yeah. us being right. part of your life and how we're going to control. You're going to have you. to get used to this. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, in real time, we saw this in the 2020 election. We saw it in Jeff, Jeffrey Epstein. He didn't kill himself. We saw that. Right. We, the Hunter Biden laptop. Ashley Biden's diary. Countless individuals and companies have been banned and centered on, censored on platforms. Um, so big tech and government. That is a huge problem. And I mentioned in the, uh, what do you call it, my opening. Um, we've invited We've invited this stuff Absolutely. into our house. Yes. Um, it's hard to sit back and go or complain about it because, you know, every one of us has devices. <clears throat> I use Google Chrome. I shouldn't, but, I, you know, we all know big government and big tech is there. But we still we use it and we're involved in it. So yeah. we see the benefit of it, right? We, we can see the, the goodness how... Oh, I need to, who, who won last year's uh, right. SEC championship? Right. You know, stuff like that. If it was just that stuff and, and, and me texting Jason or we have a group text, because we have a group text for this show, all three of us text and, and share information. I mean, we're just, and we're just living life. Last night we played a, a ghost recon and, you know, I'm at my house. Jason's at his house. That's, that's big tech. That's internet. Right. See? That's, yeah. I mean, we want that stuff. Right. But what we don't want is the government saying, hey, you can't say that. Right. Hey, you mm-hmm. can't do that. Hey, if you protest, we're going to take, we're going to freeze your bank accounts. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. what we don't want. How do you fight against that, even though we want all this stuff I just mentioned? It's not even, I mean, it's that aspect too. It's also the aspect where now we have to consent to letting them get into all of our data, all of our, all of our, um, yeah. Yeah. All of our data that we have just on our phones. And if you want to, if you want to use, you know, Microsoft, you have to consent and agree to all their terms. Yeah. And no one reads that stuff. I mean, I mean, who does? Yeah. No. Same with TikTok, Facebook, all those things. You can't, you can't have, you can't have a phone without consenting to the terms before you. Right. Turn it on. If you buy it, Buy a new phone. I mean, they access your your pictures. They actually all all, all your storage. Yeah, the, the microphone, uh, everything. Have you ever seen, um, like Google will send me a timeline, like at the end of the year, mm-hmm. it'll show me all the places I visited. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched that? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I remember going there, and they they show you the map. Going, oh, I went to, mm-hmm. I went to Branson. Oh, I went to you know Niagara Falls. And I'm and I'm thinking, okay, I've got this. Somebody else can see this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody else has access to where I've been, data. where I'm going, what shops I visited. Yep. What you know? Who did you rate? I rated a barber shop or whatever, yeah. a cake store. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna get ads for that. Um, yeah. Somebody else has. I don't know if it's nefarious or some guy sitting in the basement. You know? Oh my gosh, he went to Niagara Falls. <laughs> I don't know if it's, you know, I mean, who cares if I went to Niagara Falls? A lot of people are like, who cares? But at the end of the day, the, the overarching umbrella of big, go- you know, big government, big brother, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not right. Yeah. Well, I'll just say that. Yeah. And I don't, feel, I, I don't feel there's anything I can do about it. Let me get off the grid. That's the only thing you could do. Yeah, because basically by, you know, agreeing to the terms and conditions of a lot of these, you know, big tech platforms and you know, cell phone user agreements and stuff like that, you're basically voluntarily giving over all of your data, yeah. you know, as, as part of the agreement. Yeah, and you're supposed, okay, so to, you're supposed to think that, okay, I'm doing that, but I'm doing it for that company. The company's not going to do, you know, do anything nefarious to me. Right. But it's still there, and you don't know 
yep. where that data, you don't know who that data. Yeah. We saw Verizon give up yeah. millions mm-hmm. of, of data points to, who did they give that to, the government? I think so, yeah. That's that's the it case was, with a lot of this stuff is there's, you know, a, we obviously live in a country with, and I think most countries are like this, with a large federal government with a that's overreaching with a lack of transparency and, you know, they have their fingers in everything. Behind the scenes at all these big tech companies, we're going to find out that, you know, they're, they have very close relations with the leadership of a lot of these big tech companies and they're working together to do things. So it's a big problem. It's a huge problem because it violates, you know, the First Amendment like we'll get into when we start unpacking this censorship stuff. Uh, the Fourth Amendment, obviously, because they're basically able to sniff all your data and they don't need a warrant for it. They just go through it right. as they please. Um, and we're just voluntarily giving it to them. And they're able to basically do all this stuff and they say, well, you know, they're a private company, you know? Yeah, they're so, a private company. Yeah, we can't do anything about it. Yeah, but they're working in concert with the government to go the around gover- the Constitution, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I'll go ahead and bullet point uh, Amazon, Google, YouTube, which is owned by Google, Facebook, Apple, and Microsoft. Those are you, those are pretty much the big players on the global stage right now. Now, outside of China, Apple and Google control more than 95% of the app store markets through iOS and Android, mm-hmm. which at the beginning, I thought, Okay, there's apps I need to use for the phone. Mm. It's an app store. I get it. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, where? because really there's only two phones, right? There, there's Android and there's it, iOS. Right, yeah. That's it. There's no mm-hmm. other software phone. <clears throat> now, wait a minute. Go- well, no, Google owns Android, so they have right, the Google right. Pixel. Right. Yeah, and being um, able to control who's in the app store, that's right. a relevant point you just brought up because... Do you guys remember Parler a few years ago? Mm -hmm. So Parler was gaining a lot of popularity because they were going to be, you know, like an alt tech platform. They call them alt tech if they're not part of big tech. And it was doing pretty well. I think it was around the time that Trump got kicked off and Trump's like, I'm going over to Parler. And and a lot of people were going over there too. And they just unlisted them from the app store. Yeah, they suspended them. Well, that's what they're trying to do do with Twitter. Yeah, I heard whispers of that too. Um, Elon Musk was like, "Well, if you do that, I'm gonna um, short your short your um, shares. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sell your sa- shares to Microsoft." Microsoft said, "Is that what happened?" Yeah, I was wondering because I I heard that um, he he th- well there was a thing there was that or he Apple threatened sorry, Apple threatened to yeah. remove right. all the advertising yeah, off Twitter, <clears throat> and he was gonna remove Twitter from the App Store. Then I heard that Elon and and Tim Cook, the mm-hmm. CEO of Apple, had a meeting, and Tim Cook said, "No, that was never my intention." I'm sure he said that. But I don't know what happened at that meeting. Right. I would have loved to have been yeah, at that, that meeting. Yeah, that would have been a very interesting meeting. But what, so I didn't know that what you were talking about, the the short of the shares. Yeah, let me see here and pull it up. Because I think someone asked Elon on Twitter, yeah, if, on Twitter if they did unlist Twitter from the App Store, would he create like a rival phone with like its own <laughs> App Store? And he, I think he said he would. I think, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. He said, I'll make a phone. Yeah. Would it be an, would it be a, <laughs> Well, of course he could create one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's got the material. Look at the space program. Yeah. He could just take one of those rockets. He could easily do it. Make <laughs> What would he call it? No idea. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and throw some names So here. it says, Twitter, Twitter owner Elon Musk claimed on Monday in a series of tweets that Apple had threatened to remove the Twitter app from the App Store as part of its app review moderation process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which that right there, you could argue that that is like a form of like monopoly, right? Because you're able to squash competition if you want to, and you're and you're like, oh, you know, Parler, that's you know, they're all alt right over there. That's a yeah, that's a platform for racists. We're just gonna get them out of here. Are they back on now? I don't think so. <clears throat> I think they got crushed. Are you no? Well, no, they're doing good. Parler, yeah, really? Uh, um, yes, because they cracked the top ten. Yeah, they the, did. They came back. Um, I didn't know they came let back. Let me look. Let me see if they're on the. Um, hold on, this is real time, guys. I'm looking for Parlor. Yeah, they're back. Google okay. Play. Okay, they're back. Um, they're back on the the Play Store. I'm not sure iOS because I don't use iOS. Um, that's int- We'll get into this in a minute because I don't know. Do you know much about Section Two Thirty? 
Uh, no. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. I think that's one of the things that has um, government has tried to help the the public is Section two thirty. We'll get into that. That's <clears throat> in Congress. Uh, outside. Okay, I mentioned that. Okay, here's something interesting. Seventy one percent of Americans get their news content via social media platforms. I believe that. One hundred percent. Yeah. So even though even though it's probably uh, one of the mainstream media outlets because you know uh, a couple of years ago you could search on youtube for a news story and you could get people just you you know commentating mm-hmm. now they have they have switched it and made only the mainstream media be the videos that you get in your search results they're at the very top of the page yes and you have to scroll down to find anybody else that's going to be talking about that news story yep <clears throat> which i think is and dude, like the government's involved heavily in YouTube now as well. Have you heard anything about that? No. Like when they were um, having their big, um, you know, marketing push for the COVID-19 vaccinations, they enlisted the help of what they called like trusted uh, content creators and basically paid people on YouTube to push it. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I knew they were doing that with influencers. Yeah, they, like on Instagram. Oh, yeah. okay. I uh-huh. didn't know they were doing that with content yeah, creators on YouTube. Yeah, they were doing it with YouTube. They're on a bunch of different platforms. All right. I don't know if y'all knew this, but today there's six media giants that control ninety percent of what we read, watch, and listen to. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. You ready for these six media giants? Ninety percent. Comcast slash NBC Universal number one. Disney slash ABC. CBS. So there's the top three networks we used to only be back in the 80s. Only three on my TV. Uh, Viacom, News Corporation, and AT&T. Those are the six media giants. Okay, so these six corporations are giving us the illusion of choice and objectivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're thinking, oh, we're giving them choice. Who owns th- those uh, those companies? Like, Oh, you mean the um, those actual the, person? The, like the people. They. Oh, um, I don't know. I know Disney's owned by George Lucas. Oh wait, no, they bought. No, no, they bought. They bought Star that. Wars. Um, no, I know Bob Iger, and but that's just the CEO. I don't know who owns it. Yeah. Maybe George Soros owns all of them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So does yeah. Um, the rise of the internet has given these companies unprecedented power to control public policy, to swing elections, to brainwash our children, to censor content to track our every move, to tear societies apart, and to alter the human mind, and even re-engineer humanity. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. I just made that up. It's, it works. I'm kidding. Um, that's all the bullet points I have on big tech. That just kind of gives us a big, huge overview, kind of a helicopter view of what we're talking about today. Um, uh, Mike, you have something interesting about that really goes back to the beginning of this. Uh, before Facebook was created. Yeah, we can talk about Facebook and its connection to a DARPA program, uh, which was called LifeLog. LifeLog. Um, yeah, so for people that don't know DARPA, that's part of the U.S. Department of Defense, and it stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. they got to have... And that happened... Initials right for everything. after 9-11, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. What? That far back? Yep. So okay. DARPA and the U.S. DOD, they were already around, but this LifeLog project became, you know, a thing after 9-11, 9/11 right. which yep. is, you know, we, we talked about 9-11. So many things happened. Right. That seems to be like the linchpin of... The catalyst. Yeah. Yes. Um, so what LifeLog was is um, it was aimed to compile a massive electronic database of every activity and relationship a person engages in. Okay. Um, so this was to include, you know, credit card purchases, websites visited, uh, the content of telephone calls and emails sent and received, um, all sorts of different things, instant messages. So like a a log of our lives. Yes. A log of your life. Life log. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Who comes up with this stuff? (laughs) I don't know. Yep. And there's some really weird things about LifeLog and Facebook that we're about to unpack here. So... What I'm about to present, um, I borrowed heavily from some research I found online from a guy named Don Romeo. So thank you, Don Romeo, for thank putting you, this Shout all out. together. Yeah, he really put it all together in a way that, you know, just, I, and I fact-checked it too. He, he knows his stuff. Um, so 
this is going to leave like no doubt for like a reasonably intelligent person that there is a link here between the keyword. Okay. Reasonably, reasonably yes. intelligent. Yeah. Yes. Or it would be like an astonishing coincidence. Um, right. So I'll start this off by saying that uh, LifeLog. Um, so I'll get into a little bit of more information about it. Um, so let's see. After 9-11... Um, which, like we said, is where all recent major problems seem to originate yeah, from. Absolutely. Uh, DARPA, in close collaboration with the U.S. intelligence community, specifically the CIA, began developing a pre-crime approach to combating terrorism known as uh, TIA, which stands for Total Information Awareness. Wow. And the purpose of TIA was to develop an all-seeing military surveillance apparatus. The official excuse behind TIA was that uh, invasive surveillance of the entire U.S. population was necessary to prevent two things, terrorist attacks and disease outbreaks. What? Wow. Isn't that weird? Wow. It's always those two things. Disease outbreaks. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like Minority Report. Yeah. It does. It really does. Pre-crime. Pre-crime. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, how do they... How do they? So, are you going to go into how they decided... If if Mike Jones was going to commit a crime, like how they would do it, yeah, um, yeah, we'll we'll brush on that for okay. sure. But I mean, some of that's under the hood. Some of that we probably don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the leader and designer was a guy named John Poindexter, who was previously Ronald Reagan's national security advisor. That's his name, Poindexter. Poindexter. Wow, I've heard of this guy. Yes, and the TIA program uh, was met with considerable citizen outrage after it was revealed to the public in early two thousand three. The uh, ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, claimed that the surveillance effort would essentially kill privacy in America because every aspect of our lives would be cataloged, okay? Um, while several mainstream media outlets warned that the TIA was fighting terror by terrifying U.S. citizens, as a result of the pressure, DARPA changed the program's name to Terrorist Information Awareness. So when you're met with public scrutiny, what? just change the name. Change the name. Terrorist name. public. Yeah, so it's still TIA. It's yeah. it's not uh yeah. you know total information. So let's awareness. make it less scary. Yeah. Hey, yeah. they're on to us. Change the name. Yeah, change the name, dude. Change it to terrorist. <laughs> so Don't never yeah. know. So then you know the stupid trick the stupid people. So they'll be like, oh, I'm not a terrorist. That's fine. So <laughs> it doesn't apply to yeah, me. Yeah, it doesn't apply to me. So the end game for for this program was initially, I want to prevent terrorist acts. Yeah, that's okay. that's the guise of what. So they're like, we're going to set up this clandestine surveillance operation to fight terrorists and disease outbreaks. Yeah, that's why we want it. Um, so yeah, that's sort of you know setting the stage for it, right? Yeah. And now today we'll we'll start looking at Facebook here because there's so f so fast forward. Yeah, we're going to fast forward a little bit. So LifeLog obviously you know was met with such you know, public scrutiny when it was announced. And LifeLog officially closed on February 3rd, 2004. And DARPA never provided an explanation for its quiet move to shutter LifeLog uh, with a spokesperson stating only that it related to, quote, a change in priorities for the agency. And then the, uh. here's the weird thing. The very next day on February 4th, 2004, Facebook was officially launched. Mm. Okay. And um, there, there were some candid um, interviews given um, where people, so DARPA's program manager, Douglas uh, Gage, he himself told Vice that Facebook is the real face of the pseudo life log at this point. So he... he it, it makes sense. Yeah. It does. <clears throat> Voluntarily give your Voluntarily. information. Voluntarily. Yep. Mm-hmm. And... Tell everybody here. Here's a log. Here's my name. Here's who I'm married to. If if I want to put my address, my phone number, everything here, here it is. I mean, now Facebook can gather your location. You can see the location of the person on Facebook. Oh yeah, you can see anything. Yeah, yeah. everything. Yeah, I didn't know that until recently. And it's on record that figures in the Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp group, yeah, now called Meta, are the metaverse. Yeah, are figures. In or related to the FBI, the NSA, the CIA, and DARPA itself. And we'll name some of these people. Okay. Um, 
so yeah, it's kind of important to know that, you know, a lot of the people that just think this is, you know, a, you know, a private company that was, you know, uh, that's apparently run by a couple of college nerds, um, you know. <laughs> can we can we just camp on that for a sec? Because I've always thought this was the brainchild of we want to communicate on campus with other students. Yeah, that's how it started. That's how this is started. that real though? In two thousand four, when it launched, is that or was there a precursor to that? Yeah. So when it first started, you used to because it to wasn't have public, a, right? Yeah, you used to have to have a .edu email to join. Okay. Okay. But that was the initial 2004 when it launched. It was on campus. Right. Okay. Yeah. It started Harvard. in colleges. Yeah. Harvard? Started in Harvard. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. And then it span, expanded to like other Ivy Leagues and then it went to state colleges. So it was basically campus and then, oh, let's talk to this other campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's uh, you know, exchange ideas. It sounds like a good idea on paper. Yeah. And if you watch that movie, The Social Network, they get into some of that about how it started and you know, how it grew. Have you seen The Social Dilemma? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And an, is that on Netflix? Yes. Mm-hmm. Go watch one. that with your wife. Make sure the lights are off. And then... Um, Just get scared. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, put your phone... Make sure your phones are off. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so kind of... Let's talk about what Facebook is. So, like, when you think about <laughs> Facebook and what it's actually doing behind the scenes, Facebook is the world's most powerful ever intelligence network. no one no one in america outspies the nsa but facebook does that's crazy i mean absolutely yeah and it's true yeah so now you can kind of see like how it's hard to see how facebook run by a couple college nerds yeah would, would be able to run a competitor to the u.s intelligence community on u.s soil without them coming in and taking over are you are you telling me all right, let's just let, let me just break this down for a minute in my brain. Are are you saying that DARPA, I mean LifeLog, mm-hmm. was handed over to these college kids, or did they come up with the idea themselves? Or that one, I think. Do you think they handed this blueprint? No. So I th- oh. I think that Zuckerberg created a social network and he got it off the ground faster and better, more efficient. Yeah, and. Better than what the government was able to do in their life. With life log. Right. Okay. And they were like, let's scrap this and, you know, penetrate the cabinet of this company and that will be yeah. life log. Let's infiltrate Okay. This, so this. they didn't actually mm-hmm. go, hey, let's shut down and pretend we shut down and we really reopened under Facebook and we've got these two puppets. No. That really didn't happen. That okay. really didn't happen. It's, that sounds like that, that'd be a good story. It's okay. cyber espionage, basically. Yeah. You, so they said, oh, they came up with a great... You know why? Because... The government can't do. They can't, they suck. Have you been to the DMV? They yeah, suck. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. That's why. And they let they let two guys with with good ideas. Yes. And and let them flourish and go. Hey, that works. Let's let's take advantage of that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, and so there's no way that the Pentagon would allow an independent company to not give them full access and control of a U.S. military asset of this enormity of this magnitude. So, you know, some things are absolutely impossible and, you know, Facebook running the world's largest ever spy network uh, <laughs> without being taken, taken over by, you know, the U.S. government is one of those things. Wow. And so now let's, a moment ago I was talking about, you know, people with ties to the FBI, NSA, CIA in, yeah. in Facebook. This includes Sean Parker. So he has ties to the CIA. Uh, they recruited him when he was just 16. Uh, and he's the first ever president of Facebook. And uh, if you if you go watch that social network movie, you, you can kind of see the role he plays. He's played by uh, Justin Timberlake. And, uh, yeah, you really see how he just, like, gets in the company and just really takes over right from the very beginning, right when it was just getting started. Very interesting stuff. So he was he was an asset. Cyber espionage. Yeah. So he was recruited by the CIA? When he was 16. Yeah, he won a computer science. Uh, Why did Zuckerberg, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt, computer science? He, he won a computer science competition when he was 16 for developing a web crawler, and the CIA uh, recruited him after that. Yeah, so he's, he's a really brainy guy, and, um, you know, he was always in the computer labs, like, learning how to code and stuff. He convinced, like, his teachers to allow the work that he was doing in the computer lab teaching himself programming to count for his foreign language requirement for graduation. <laughs> Ingenious. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So he was doing stuff like that. Learned that was code. Sean Parker? That was Sean Parker. Okay. So in the and CIA saw that and went, 
hey, let's recruit him. Mm-hmm. So he's actually a CIA agent. And then was he a an agent when he became the president of Facebook? I mean, that's or did he say no? I'm. That's what we don't. Is he undercover or did he quit? Uh, that's the impossible question, right? Because like, oh, wow. you, you never know. That's when something we should get to the bottom of, right? And when we were talking about like, you know, Operation Mockingbird, like Anderson Cooper interned two times for the CIA, and now he's like the face of CNN. So like, you never know, like, if these people are still working with the CIA behind the scenes. But chances are, there's the relationships were probably maintained to some degree, right? right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's what I believe, anyway. And then. You have Max Kelly, who has uh, ties to the FBI and NSA. Um, Who's that? Uh, so he, let's see, he was a chief security officer of Facebook. <laughs> yep. Remember what I just said? How these people keep popping up mm-hmm. in weird corporations, but they have ties to the government? Yep. And you have Regina Dukin. Uh, she has ties to DARPA. She was actually the head of Facebook's mysterious Building 8 which is considered some sort of skunk work, secret project projects department. Uh, that's where all their top secret stuff goes on is building eight at Facebook. Um, Marn Levine. Um, so she was the first COO of Instagram. And uh, let's see, she is the daughter-in-law of the former director of the CIA and previously worked at the U.S. Treasury Department. Um, let's see, Joel Kaplan who was in the White House Chiefs of Staff for George Bush. Um, now, let's see. What did he do at Facebook? Uh, he was one of the vice presidents of global public policy for Facebook. Um, so pretty crazy stuff. And uh, this guy who, you know, outlined all this stuff, he actually ran a little experiment. Um, so he didn't have a Facebook account. And uh, he decided to make an anonymous one without his real name, date of birth, passport photo, or any other personal information that Facebook uniquely demands. Um, And he found that it wasn't possible. Uh, It locked him out and demanded that he provide a photo, either a copy of his passport or his driver's license. Um, And you really have to think about that for a minute because like presumably a civilian socializing site is demanding your actual passport to make an account. So hmm. out, when you think about it, like when you, when you give that information, it's usually like an employer or some, something government related. Right. Yeah. No other website does that. Like you can make, you know, like a Reddit account and stuff like that uh, right. without it. So what he did next is he searched for an informal photo of some random person of his gender and roughly his age uh, to get his account unlocked. And he uploaded the photo. And it gave him like a message saying, our staff will check the validity of this picture as a representation of you. What is it? What is this for? He's making a Facebook account. Oh yeah. Uh, This is like an experiment he did to see like what goes on. Basically this is nowadays. I created a Facebook account long ago, like back in like 2008. Yeah. And I didn't have to do all this, but no, I I didn't either. This is like when you create one nowadays. Are you serious? Yes. I I didn't know. I don't have a Facebook account. That's no, good. you don't. That's good. I might delete mine after I read it. Um, I think I'm going to. Yeah. So I, I started one in 2006, and then um, I had it up, then deleted it, and then completely deleted it. About, and I, n- I never even posted anything. Like, you, like I had up like two posts from like 2006, maybe 2008, and then um, completely deleted it uh, maybe two years ago. And so I tried to see... If I could get back on and see if the data was still there and some of the data is still there, but not all of it. Um, my profile is picture will still come up, but when I, when you log in every, all the data scrubbed off of the pages. Mm. So it's just my name, not even my last name and the picture I had <clears throat> and that's it. Oh, Interesting. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that you had to do all that now. Yeah. So they, val- so I could, I could try to, I, we should do this experiment. Yeah, and uh, so let's continue on with what okay. happened. So he uh, he uploaded a photo that was not him, but it very well could have been, right? Because it's a guy his age. Yeah, who who knows? Look somewhat like him. Why can't I get a picture of a dog? Right. And when you think about, like, what's going on here, like, it doesn't seem plausible. Like, no business would spend resources on something like validating the 
you know, authenticity or accuracy of your free account for a user. Right. Right. Because it, it costs money. Not a genuine social network anyway, uh, because it doesn't increase their profit. There's no money in that. And it costs a lot of money. You have to pay people wages to check all the tens or in the case of Facebook, like hundreds of thousands of profiles being made. There, yeah. There's billions of users. Yes, billions. Yeah. So that would cost, you know, a tremendous amount of money to do this. And basically what came back, the photo was rejected. How did they know it wasn't him? Well, they made it their business to know that it wasn't him. Okay. So what? Yeah. And, you know, I'm doing this after the show. I'm doing this experience. You're doing this. Okay. Yes. Yeah. See what happens. And then next week I'll, rep- I'll, I'll update you and let you know. Yeah. So basically he wasn't able to make his fake Facebook account because they have these checks in place that I didn't think you had to have a picture. Like yeah. I could use, I could leave my profile picture where I used to. You could leave it blank. Yeah. Do what he did. Try and make an account and I'm not going to upload anything. Yeah. Give, give a name that is not your name. Give a picture that is not you and see what happens. You know what I'm going to do? Because I'm adopted. Okay. I've got a real, I, my name, I was adopted. Well, I don't know if I should say this now because they'll, they'll hear me. In, yeah. I, I was born as Bobby O'Neill Robinson. Right. Okay. I didn't know that. That's my, that's my, that was my birth certificate name. I was adopted and it changed to Charles Byron Dice. Mm. <clears throat> so I will try to create. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I will try to create a, a Bobby O'Neill Robinson account. Mm-hmm. Which that's a person that does not exist because I was adopted. But it does exist because. Well, I mean, how are they going to prove it? Well, they're going to have to prove who is this guy. They don't know what I, they don't know what Bobby looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So, like, when you think about what what these people are probably doing with the amount of data they're getting in, like two to three billion humans, you know, giving this company this government affiliated company their personal interact you know data about everything their lifestyle for nearly like two decades because yes yeah um, 2004 that has to be the most powerful data set that's ever been processed and when you think about like what, and then they bought instagram yeah exactly and when you think about like the predictive might of like a trillion human data points like what they could do with that um you know they what can they do they i mean Westworld. Yeah. Have you ever seen Westworld? Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, that's scary. Talk about AI. Talk about collection of data. Right. The whole, In the hat. Yeah. So they, that's, what they could do is they could. The brain scans. Seriously. It's, it's along those lines because they could take that data, which, you know, is relational, behavioral, psychological, feed that into a quantum computer and calculate any and probably every eventuality. Of what someone could do, what they might do, predictive. Yeah, so that plays into the uh, the pre crime, right? Yes. Let's what? so instead of instead of in Minority Port, they had those weird people in the in the water. What were they called? They could see the future. I don't know. Savants, <laughs> prophets. I remember though something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, instead of those guys, we're using real data points mm-hmm. on predictability yeah. and yep. data of, forms. Right, of what's Jason going to do? Yeah. Did he go to the market, buy some apples, or did he buy oranges? Yeah, so we have all these people spying on themselves, essentially, without even asking for a DOD salary. <laughs> you know. yeah. Dude, that's, yeah, that's, have you ever seen Person of Interest? No. With Jim Caviezel? Uh-uh. Uh, you need oh, to watch, yeah, no, you need to watch that. that show. It is exactly what you're talking about. They created a machine to um, basically surveillance people to try under the guise of terrorists mm-hmm. to find out who's going to do what. Yeah. And then the machine, uh, they decided not to turn it on, and the machine still spit out numbers because they could figure out somebody's going to get killed. Yeah. Somebody's going to get murdered, and here's and they would pop out there. I, I, I think it was their social. Or it would give a number. Okay. And they would, and they would go, the whole show, you know, it's an hour, hour show, the whole show, they're trying to figure out. Oh, this person's going to get killed, or they're they're do they're either getting killed or they're doing something bad, right? And the machine predictably uh, told them what's going to happen based on data points. Again, Westworld, yeah. that that mega computer that the yeah. two Frenchmen created. Yeah, what was that guy's name? Um, Omicron. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's Obadiah. Like, something like that. There's a Black Mirror episode. Uh, me and my wife watched last night. It's called The Entire History of You. Have you, guys, what? have you guys ever seen that show? 
I've no, watched no. Black Mirror, but I don't remember that. Episode. Yeah, it's in the first season. I think it's episode three. Um, there's like a little grain that's like embedded in your body behind your ear. What? And it's connected to like your sight. So anything you see oh is like God. recorded. <laughs> and like if I had a job interview or something, and I could like throw it up on the screen for you guys to watch so you could like see how I did in my job interview. And but you, we're, oh, okay, so we're, we're actually seeing the guy across the you're, desk. You're though. seeing what I saw. Oh. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and uh, like, before he gets on a flight and everything, he gets stopped at the security checkpoint, and they're like, all right, go back for your last two weeks at time 64 speed. And they're oh, like, my God. Yeah, and they're, like, looking at everything. It's like doing the facial recognition on everyone. And they're trying to make sure he's not doing something nefarious. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, that is, that's another level of surveillance. Yeah. That's why I love the show so much, because, like, it just shows what – where all this is possibly heading. Neuralink. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, let's let's change gears and talk about, since we're just talking about that. Everybody's like Elon Musk, Elon Musk. You know, he's a transhumanism. Yeah. He, I mean, if, at the end of the day, he wants to merge AI yeah. with our brains. Cyborgs. Yes. Yeah. He I mean, he may be the savior and, oh, he bought Twitter and free speech, but at the end of the day, this guy is... <laughs> Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's where he wants to take us. He's And Mars. He wants to take us to Mars, too. His, a lot of his views actually line up pretty heavily with the World Economic Forum. There was actually a... Klaus Schwab. Yes. There was actually a few things where people put side-by-side tweets of, like, the World Economic Forum and Elon, where they, like, matched. Yeah, he's, like, he's like pro-vaccine passport and um, a lot of other things. But, I mean, he's, a free, he's more free speech than a lot of them, obviously. But, yeah, he does hold some questions. Yeah, views. I... And the it's transhumanism very, thing is weird. It's very strange that he's been thrust to this position, and he's he's the way he is about free speech. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's very it's a very twisted thing because you would expect somebody like that to not be. Do you think he's controlled opposition? I don't know. It's very. I, I don't know. Th- this whole thing is weird because I, from let's just say five years ago, we could see we could see all the corruption of big government and the censorship. And then all of a sudden you got this big tech giant being bought by a millionaire that spends, that, that makes Tesla cars and, and sends rockets up and he buys it under the guise of, Hey, free speech should be. And it's just this, this whole thing's kind of weird. It is. Wouldn't you agree? It's, it's It's like definitely weird. I never, I'll, everybody always thinks that the government's going to step in like section 230 and break up. You remember the remember the bells, the mom and pa bells back in the uh, 80s? The government had to break up AT&T. Okay, yeah. Y'all know about this? Uh-huh. Okay, so they had to break them up because they had a monopoly on the phones. So everybody's always thinking, "Oh, the government needs to step in and break up these platforms because they have a monopoly." Well, <clears throat> personally, I don't think that's the answer because of uh capitalism and Sure. You know, individual, you know, hey, I made it, but I don't know if government should step in and, and tear somebody apart. Let's talk about this real quick. Um, since since you mentioned it, the because people do go, well, it's a private company. Right. Can't why can't they censor? Why can't they do what they want to do? That's yeah, that's their argument right now. So what do you think about that? Um, my own personal beliefs is I think that, um, if a company wants to do business in the United States, I think they have to abide by the bill of rights, the constitution, all of that stuff. I think there probably needs to be at, at this point, a digital bill of rights and internet bill of rights. That is more or less, oh. that is more or less a copy of the <clears throat> bill of rights. Um, cause you know, data is really like the new gold, right? Like you have these companies that can basically take your data and do whatever they want to it. They can sell it to advertisers. They can run it through their, um, you know, quantum computers to do predictive programming and things like that. Jeboam. What? Jeboam. What is that? Jeboam. Uh, Westworld. Oh, okay. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you just clicked it when you said supercomputer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like these things, I think, I think you should have more rights on how your data is used and it should be kind of protected under the Fourth Amendment, I think. I think you should expect a reasonable level of security and encryption on your data. And if they want that data, they need a warrant. Don't you? Yeah. Okay. Let's, let me play devil's advocate. Okay. Do it. Um, but don't we still have a choice? We, we still have a choice not to subscribe. Absolutely. Not to accept, accept. Yeah. Um, though those decisions may be tough because we're in a digital world. Yes. 
we still have a choice not to. Um, so I, I, I think those things that we have, cell phones, Xbox, mm-hmm. Playstations, all these things, all these things. Love our gadgets. Yeah, they're they're extra, you know. They yeah. are. Yeah. They're, it's, it's convenience. It's for um, leisure. It, it's not something right. that we need. So For an individual, that's true. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But, but if also, you want to start like a podcast or a business, though, yes. <laughs> and that, actually, I was listening to this um, this representative, uh, a Missouri a Missouri representative. She was talking about that. She goes, she goes. I agree, but also I don't agree because if you need to get a job, most applications are online, digital. Yeah. True. So I guess in one hand that is true, but also the other hand it's not true. Mm-hmm. But at the get at at the fundamental. Um, the fundamental, like, I guess, choice is you still have it. You still have that choice, mm-hmm. whether you can go, you know, to Wyoming and get off the grid or yeah. stay in, you know, <clears throat> Omaha. It is. It's still it's still a personal choice. Yeah. But it's, I think, to the point of if that is, if the other is my choice, as a personal choice, I still want... um. The ability, yeah, I still want the ability to say, for instance, because so we talk about the, the the public town square, right? So if I ran out in the street right now and I said, "Hey, bears don't hibernate," and I shouted that out, I got the I got free speech. I can do that, but now, you don't. But, but it, who heard that? Or I can go on Facebook and go, "Bears don't hibernate." Who's going to see that? But, and who's going to go? Ah, you can't say that. But you have an illusion of free speech because you can't go outside and say whatever you want. You, sure you, you can. can. You can't go to uh, a movie theater and say and scream in their fire. Yes, you can. You can, but you can. If have there's a fire, if there's a fire, if there's a but fire, there, you but, can but if, scream it. But if there's not, then you, there's going to be repercussions, and that's it's it's censored to a point. You you can't you can't have hate speech. You can't go and 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 say these things. We I was listening to. Um, I hate that. I hate that I reference this NPR. I can't stand it. Anymore. <laughs> but, but you listen to it all the time. I do because I like to get their their crazy. Yeah. How about their that. voice is so mellow? I hate it on NPR. I can't stand it. I I sometimes will turn it on and then I just immediately turn it off. Um, but this lady, she was a, a law professor at Stanford, and mm-hmm. she was talking. Uh, one of her talking points was we we really don't have freedom of speech to the extent of total freedom. Total freedom. We don't have total freedom. Um, the Bill of Rights, our Constitution gives probably the closest in the world to that, mm-hmm. but it's still not complete freedom because we have we have regulations, we have limitations of things that we can say, um, things like hate speech and things like that that we can't. So, yeah, but who's making that rule? Wait, hate hate speech hate is still, speech is not a thing. You can still say that, right? Hate speech is not a thing because there's no legal definition. No. It's it's just speech that you hate, mm. which which you're saying don't say that because I hate it. Well, no, I can say it because I got the freedom to. But yeah, like kind of what Jason was saying, like they're trying to like shift that Overton window of like the First Amendment and what you can and can't say, like the fire in a movie theater, right? Yeah, like, that's <clears throat> dangerous if you say that and it's not true, right? They're, so it's they're, not true. So they're almost trying to do like. Um, sort of the Orwellian thought crime stuff. Like yeah. wh- where if something is not true, you don't have the right to say it. Right. But you have the right to lie to me. You can do that. Yeah, That's sure. That's fine. You can yeah, do it. Yeah, bears don't hibernate. Yeah, you could lie. Um, and then it's up to you to find out the truth and then call me out on it. Right. Yes. So I, th- I think that the best solution for misinformation stuff is daylight. You know, like just let it. Be. Oh yeah, like the if sunlight. You, if makes someone the... says something that's so wrong and stupid, if it's out there, reasonably intelligent people will be are going to call them out and know what. To, yeah, know how to. Do, yeah, know how to. But some people will be fooled by it. That's for sure true. But at a certain point, like, how do you? We would end up in a hyper-regulated environment if we're right. Exactly. You, you know, like we're, and that would be very problematic. That's what we don't want, right? We don't want to be super-regulated by the government. Well, who is like that? CCP, the Chinese, Chinese. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) they are absolutely like that. Yeah. You see the people right now? I don't, I've been watching it. Have you seen them protest? I mean, they're like, it's going to explode over there. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, they're they're locking them in I in their that. doors. Yeah. They're locking them in quarantine camps. I saw somebody pick up food that he ordered off his porch and take it off, mm-hmm. and he couldn't get to it because he couldn't open his door. Yeah. What? He couldn't open his door. No, they're locked. Oh, weird. from the outside, you can't get out of your house. They get and the community. If if you're on the outside and, and you're quarantined, the community members will go and like hold you up in your house and not let wow. you out. Yeah, and these, you know what? And this is all over China. Yes, Oof. they have the most, res- and it's COVID. That's right. what this is. It's COVID lockdowns. It's the most. They're and, lying uh, about their numbers too, by the way. Oh, absolutely. For and sure. Fauci they said that. Fauci the whole said time. Yeah, no. The whole time. Fauci yeah. said that, that the Chinese yeah. method, Chinese method, was what n- was needed here. I'm sure he did say that. He agreed with that. Mm-hmm. The whole lockdowns, anyway. Yeah, and Trudeau was like, oh, you know, like, he, he was, like, praising them because he's like, yeah, they can turn their economy on a dime because of their dictatorship, and they can go green real quick and all that. Yeah, it's weird. That guy is... I, I just some people when they talk, I can't. I'm like, that's my enemy. Right. It's like listening I to love NPR. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have You're like Jason. Ugh. Jason's in studio. Ugh, gross. Turn it off. Today we're going to talk about how bears don't hibernate. Uh, let's wrap it up, guys. Um, talking about Twitter. The election. This meddling. this is real time. Well, I'm just going to read a headline real quick because this is in the news right now as we speak. Because Elon Musk just dropped a bunch of um, threads on Twitter that unmask um, censorship in 2020. Okay, so I'm just going to read real quick. Um, Elon Musk and an independent journalist, Matt Matt Tybee. Yeah, that's close enough. On Friday, unveiled what drove former Twitter executives to suppress the New York Post Hunter Biden lab stop. Lab stop? Help me, Jason. Laptop. Laptop story in the weeks leading to the 2020 um, presidential election. If you go to Twitter right now, it, if you if you type in the Twitter files, that's what they're dubbing this as. There's tons of tweets where they show that um, they actually were coordinated by the government to delete tweets off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a thread that went around that basically said. Um, Hey, there's a there's a lot of Biden files that have come in. Can you handle these? And then the response with the executive at Twitter said, "Yeah, I just handled it." And then it shows a it shows a list of threads, Twitter threads that were actually deleted. Mm. So that's going on right now. I I would hope that because this is coming out in the light that there's got to be some kind of repercussion to this. You would yeah. you would think that hey oh y'all did that I don't think that's right, but like we always hear this stuff hindsight or is that the right is yeah it this hindsight? is what, yeah way we after always it hear, we always hear it after and we never do anything to stop it again right because I feel like the twenty twenty two elections the midterms the same thing happened we saw it before and I'm like. What are people doing to stop this? If only we had a computer that could predict these things. Yeah, seriously. So Jaboam. So like what needs to happen? Does like a does the DOJ need to get involved and actually like say, hey, But I think they're corrupt. I think so too. But like all the information's out there now, but now where does it go? What happens? It's like who it always goes. Yeah, it'll just get memory hold. Mm -hmm. Who who is running things? That's the question. Like we see this information and we're like, something needs to be done. But you know, I got to go to work Monday. I got to play Xbox with Jason. Yeah. What am I? What am I supposed to do? These, I can't do anything. These elite groups, the Illuminati and such, run these things. Mm-hmm. That's what's going on. That's who's running these things. Really? Yeah. So yeah. there's a meeting somewhere, whether it's in a basement or at the at the the top or the at the penthouse. Rich Carlton Council yeah. of Foreign Relations. Yeah, they're there. Hey, by the way. This is this is December third. Not sure when this is going to be published, but in a couple of weeks. But in January, we're, we've got a secret society yeah, series that's coming what up. Alluding to yeah, mm-hmm. secret That'd societies awesome. are coming up very quickly. And uh, I think what we have on the books is like the Bilderberg Group, yeah, uh, the Jesuits, Illuminati, yeah. the Illuminati, Masons, yep. Masons. Oh yeah, the Masons. Yeah, there's a Mas- there's the a Roman, Masonic Club of Rome town. or something. The Jason's got Knights of Templar. Yeah, I think, I think that's there. one of them. Yeah, we'll but anyway, t- we'll get ready these. for that, guys, because that's, gonna that's be coming up. Uh, that's going to be a series that we're doing, and it's going to be back-to-back. 
Yeah, uh, what was I don't know how I got off on that. So um, there's a Twitter staff. He's going to be grilled before Congress for censoring Hunter Biden laptop story. He is going to? Yes. Okay, so that's the next step, it sounds like. It says Representative James we'll Comer, the yeah. GOP ranking member on the committee, made remarks Friday at an appearance on Fox News after Twitter's new owner, Elon Musk, dropped part one of the so-called Twitter files, uh, an expose of the inner workings of Twitter's censorship machine. Yeah, dude. I feel like it's going to be a lot of this stuff that we've seen, you know, where like Rand Paul is grilling Dr. Fauci. Yeah, and it's like, just a non-answer. Yeah, and it, you know, they'll just get up there and lie or lie by omission. And there's nothing you could do. Yeah, and then nothing comes out of it after that. Hey, let's let's say this. Let's play this, for example. Let's say those questions. Because all, obviously when we hear those questions, let's say, for instance, Fauci, the question about um, what's that called? Gain of function. Right, right yeah. Mm-hmm. They were asking him that. So it, it seems like when you're asking, you already know the answer. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem like that? Mm-hmm. I already know the answer to this, but I want you to say it. Yeah. Just but, say so it. let's just say they did say it. Yeah, yeah, I did that. What, uh-huh. so what now? People would gasp. They probably, what, they, what? They're going to do nothing. There's no cops there. Nobody's going to get arrested. Yeah. Oh, like the Take emails. Him away. Uh, he'll, like I the emails. Like yeah, I, I deleted like, the emails. Officers. I deleted the emails. I bleach bit whatever on my computer and I destroyed them. What are y'all going to do about it? Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Because like I'll kill your families. Like in um, uh, A Few Good Men. You damn right, right I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it again, too. Right. You need me on that wall. Wow. Yep. Crazy stuff. It's good stuff. Um, I don't know if we got finished on Big Tech. But uh, we're gonna have to wrap it up. Let's do it. Do you finish? You think we did? I don't think we. I think we're gonna have to revisit this we because do, do y'all many. know Dr. Shiva Iadure? Yeah, he's the inventor of email. He actually has a diagram. It's been out on the internet for two years, and I don't know why Elon has not looked at it. But it it shows everybody from those organizations you just mentioned, Facebook, CISA. CIA, everybody, and it's all down. And it got, he's got a diagram and how they're all connected. And at the bottom, it has Twitter, and then it has him and how he was censored when he was running for Congress. He ran against Elizabeth Warren oh, in Massachusetts. Okay. Massachusetts? I always say Shusets. that. Thank you. <laughs> I'm from the country. Okay. Anyway, I think we probably should read this. Maybe I could call and get him on the show. Would, would that be cool? That would be amazing. If we got him just to explain that diagram. Yes. Anyway. Well, that's it for us. That was Big Tech. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you learned something. I know I did because I had no idea Facebook is owned by the government. Right. Yep. Next week is the end times. The end times Ooh. are coming, boys. Yeah. Really? So really that's going to be exciting. Hey, join us next week when you might hear Mike say, We are living in the end times. Absolutely. Ooh.